from the home of the Nifty Practice Tips, high atop 107 Columbia Street in the heart of the Capital District. Welcome to today's discussion of inevitable discovery. What evidence is saved from the exclusionary rule by the use of inevitable discovery? Let's find out. The common error made by the people in arguing for the application of the inevitable discovery exception is the belief that all evidence that would have been secured in a lawful manner can be saved from the application of the exclusionary rule. This is incorrect. The evidence that is recovered as the direct result of the police impropriety, known as the primary evidence, cannot be saved by inevitable discovery. Only evidence that is recovered as a result of information gained from the improperly seized primary evidence may be saved by the doctrine of inevitable discovery. This evidence is called the secondary evidence. At times, the strict adherence to the Fourth Amendment exclusionary rule imposes a greater cost on the legitimate demands of law enforcement than can be justified by the rule's deterrent effect. For this reason, the courts have refused to suppress evidence if it can be shown there is a very high degree of probability that the evidence sought to be suppressed would inevitably have been discovered irrespective of the initial wrong. The inevitable discovery exception is based on the perception that in certain circumstances, the interests of society are better served by having relevant and material evidence admitted in criminal cases than by deterring police misconduct through the exclusion of evidence unlawfully acquired. So says People v. Stiff in the New York Court of Appeals in 1987. In order for evidence that would otherwise be suppressed due to improper police conduct to be admissible at trial under the use of the inevitable discovery exception, the following rules must be followed. 1. The prosecution must demonstrate a very high degree of probability that normal police procedures would have uncovered the challenged evidence independently of a tainted source. Number 2. Primary evidence, that is, the very evidence obtained during or as an immediate consequence of the illegal conduct, is still subject to exclusion, even if it would have most likely been discovered in the course of routine police procedures. Number three, the inevitable discovery exception can validly apply to permit the use of secondary evidence obtained as a result of information gleaned from or by other exploitation of the tainted source. Here's an example. Let us suppose we have a defendant who has committed an armed robbery, and the police have probable cause to arrest her. However, she is holed up in her apartment. Officers then begin the procedures for properly securing the warrants needed to enter and arrest the defendant as well as search the apartment. While this is taking place, other officers improperly enter the apartment and secure the defendant. While in the apartment, they question her, and she makes a full confession, which includes the fact that she hid the gun in the closet in the apartment. The officers then secure the gun from the closet. The statement made by the defendant is the primary evidence that must be suppressed. The gun, however, is considered the secondary evidence. That is, evidence that police secured as a result of gaining information from the improperly secured primary evidence. Since the police were properly securing warrants that would have inevitably led to the recovery of the gun from that closet, 
the inevitable discovery doctrine can be used to save the gun and allow the people to introduce that to trial. For case law authority, additional case examples, and a more thorough discussion of the doctrine of inevitable discovery, please see the memo entitled Inevitable Discovery. Good luck and stay ready, my friends. <laughs>